Welcome to the Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph Provence. We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby, so why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph Provence. As always, I'm your host, Paul Filio, here with my uh, charming and much-loved co-host, Antoine Bergeron. Hello. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Sure. How's that Willie Nelson song go? Uh, you're always on my mind? Maybe. <laughs> you are my man crush. <laughs> yeah. So how's it going, Antoine? I'm doing fine. You? I am uh, crazy going myself to stuff, so I'm doing okay. You know, same old, same old. It must be recording night. <sighs> it's been a while. We uh, we pod faded there for a bit. Well, uh, we mentioned that it would happen, or it might happen. Yeah, and then it did happen. We just didn't specify dates or anything useful. Well, we said it was going to happen in the next few weeks. It was either no podcast or recording with Yom, and as people can now see, recording with Yom didn't happen. That's uh, true. Yom had vacation. I had vacation. I avoided talking to Yom for two weeks. I mean, yeah, it just didn't happen. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta do a special Yom episode. We'll talk about something, or Yom will talk and I'll listen. Well, didn't that happen last show? Or that was not enough? Well, but that show wasn't specifically all about Yom. Oh, okay. I mean, Yom, Yom tries to make it all about him, but. Okay, a uh, 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 Yomizod. Yeah, Yomizod. Okay. Well, uh, we have some topics that would need his presence in the topic list, so I'm sure we can find a way. Yeah, I'm sure we could too. It's always nice to have uh, have the guys back on. Yeah, I, I kind of miss the days when we were when we were young and foolish, recording and in person. Yeah, recording in person, having these giant two-and-a-half-hour episodes that I meticulously edited, um, where we had more listeners, <laughs> but it was a lot more work, so... And uh, turned the same amount of profit. Yeah, I don't think the listeners part was really due to the amount of work. I think it was the topics back then, and having the early iTunes uh, buff... When the show release. Yeah, that and the... Um, we were talking a lot about Warhammer Fantasy at the time. Yeah, but but we didn't share more. So... That's true. But I think we... Um, well, this is totally not what the show's supposed to be about. <laughs> but I think when we uh, stopped talking about Warhammer a lot... Yeah, we, we got s- some people unsubscribe. That's for sure. Yeah, and I get that. Um, actually, we had someone make a comment... Uh, in a group about us and our random hobby sods, because they listened to the uh, channel for the Guild Ball show, um, <laughs> which is titled something different uh, for the you know, specific purpose that people don't listen to the hobby stuff if they don't want to listen to it, and that uh, people still listen to it and then complain about it. So, hey, what the hell? <laughs> I don't think the guy was complaining. I think he was mainly joking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... That's very possible. It's hard to tell. 
internet mm-hmm. talk is is hard to hard to really judge sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But he was one of the guys that came to uh, the two nationals we ran, and he seemed oh, like well a truthful guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, was it? It was Mike Klein, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I met him at Captain Con last year. I believe he won Captain Con with Brewers. The team that was uh, supposedly unplayable at the time. It's amazing how many of those unplayable teams win events. Mm-hmm. Funny, that. Also funny is that all my painting stuff's actually packed up in another part of the house. Or not all of it, but, like, my, my good brushes and stuff. So I'm painting um, things with these really, really crappy, like... Number eight rounds, but like they're the crappy ones. So they've like all split and stuff. So I'm trying to paint with like, like only half the split. And just picking those other brush before we pushed record wasn't it an option? Wow, well, certainly an option. But I do like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of pinking, what are you working on? Um, right now, I'm working on some 3D printed terrain, uh, for Pupsy. I'm painting some, uh, Canada Post mailboxes. Oh. Shout out to, uh, our buddy Chris Sataris for making the files that I printed. Which variant? The old, uh... Not the multi-boxes. No, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the blue, red, and silver, uh... Stun on litter boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm painting that. Um, they're not exactly going as planned. But hey, what can you do? So I can get a better brush to paint with. And what else I worked on here? Hold on. I've been doing lots of 3D printing of, uh, these small accessories for Pulp City. Chris has worked on, like, I don't know, over a dozen files, I think, um, specifically for me for this game. Well, for us, because I'll print some for him, too. And, like like most things, a little bit of fine-tuning required um, on the print files for the first couple of prints, but they're pretty nice. They'll look, they'll look just fine on the tape. That's cool. More stuff to throw around. Yes, more stuff to beat each other to death with. I approve this message. <laughs> oh, I just realized I don't have any black down here. The black's with the rest of my painting stuff on the second floor. Which is why I didn't go get it, because it's so very far away. Oops. <laughs> I don't know if that came through the mic. It did. Yeah, yeah. A good show would edit that out. That's not this type of show. <laughs> Um, well, our listener expects those accidents. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, that was unfortunate. Oh. Well, there's, I'll just have to go on a search and rescue later. Uh, that was, uh, me hunting for black paint and, uh, knocking over a bunch of stuff. I guess I have some black primer. That'll, that'll do, right? Yep. Um, yeah. What else have I got here? I, uh, I finished Little Red Riding Hoodoo for Pulp City. This turned into a Pulp City cast. 
Uh, cool figure. It's been like that for some weeks. Yeah, I know. Months, maybe? Well, I think it's just whatever we're into at the moment, right? That's what we talk about. Yeah, but we're into that one for a lot. Yeah. Well, this is different. I'm also working on um, assembling a, a second faction for Arena Rex. Oh. Yeah. You're having a little Arena Rex event, or at least a game after event? Yeah, well, I'm doing a, every summer, or at least once a year, I try to organize a, a gaming event. And the game we play changes, whatever. I, I call the event PaulCon, because it's hosted by me. It's supposed to be around your birthday. <laughs> it's never around my birthday. No, I know. Um, my birthday's in June. Late <laughs> June. That never happens. Anyway. And uh, this year, for the second year in a row, it's going to be a Guild Ball event. Oh, wow, am I mangling this? Um... Where was I going with this, Antoine? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... And one of the guys asked if, uh, after uh, Guild Ball, if we could play Arena Rex. And I was like, sure. Why not? You can borrow mine, if you want. To have a second assembled slash-painted stuff. I may do that as well. I don't know what any of your stuff does, but that's okay, because I don't really know what any of my stuff does. No, and the, the Arena Rex model are not that complicated. This is true. I haven't played the game, uh, well, I played, what, two or three games before Captain Con this year? Because I was supposed to play an event at Captain Con, but then I didn't play in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll need to do a, a rules refresh this week, I think. That's okay. Busy Crow are not that bad. Yeah, exactly. It starts to get more complicated once you add Titans and stuff like that, but I don't think any of us have any, like, assembled and ready-to-play Titans. No. Uh, there's rules for, like, the riders and stuff I'll have to look up again. Mm-hmm. But are you bringing any of those uh, riding models? Uh, I don't know if other people are. I don't know exactly what G's bringing. And G's the one that wanted to play. Okay. So. But I don't think he's ever played before. So, it's not what I'd recommend starting with. No, me neither. But really, when has it ever stopped anyone in our group? Yeah. Though I'm usually the culprit of that, not to Yeah, looking forward to it. Got a little three round guild ball tournament with lunch and booze, and then some uh, local puts in at the famous puts in place, and then some wind down arena wrecks. Is the arena um, base coated by chance, like spray painted? Partly. I have to do it before <laughs> it gets cold and I forget again. I started doing it outside when it was too cold, and the spray wasn't reacting well. And I put that aside and forgot for the rest of the summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. so I was thinking maybe I'd borrow it back if it was all uh, all just base-coated one color. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's not, it's not. Well, 
Unless you want to loan me the can of spray paint or tell me what color you want to do it, and I'll uh, I'll just do it on Friday. I have the spray paint here, so I'll give you the box and spray away. Because then with the mat and that, at least I have two play surfaces. Yes. <laughs> I think I had enough terrain for for two games. It doesn't take much. Yeah, that's that's nice with that game, right? Like it. You really f- don't need a lot yeah, of stuff and, to and play it's that. Fun, simple rules. With an, it, the rules are simple, but complex enough to be interesting. That's how I describe it to people. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was talking to to our buddy Daniel about that. I'm like, you know, it's, a, it's a game you'd like, and it gave me kind of a the side eye. He's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> like, because he's a. He's a fun competitive gamer. He's not ultra competitive. No. But you know, he, he likes a game that's got good detail to it and we can also appreciate a game that's just simple fun. Like he was talking about his love of Blood Bowl, which kind of caught me off guard. Cause all I remember about Blood Bowl is being bored most of the time. Um because we didn't play with timers. Huh? Because such a thing was unheard of. <laughs> Back when I was playing, I never played with the timer, and I, I did enjoy the game. But I've always been playing Blood Bar for fun, and I was playing crappy teams, the stunty teams. It's so funny. So, so we were looking. Um, we went to a, a Guild Ball tournament on the weekend, which I won't really go into details uh, about because you know, we have a Guild Ball show, and if I talk about the Guild Ball stuff uh, here, Steve will kill me. But at this tournament uh, in the store, we spent some time browsing, and they had a bunch of different uh, Blood Bowl teams. The new, uh, the new plastic ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they look so good. And Dan was looking at them, and he came across the halfling team, and he was like, "Who plays halflings?" <laughs> and I was like, "Actually, uh, you know someone that plays halflings." And he's like, "Who?" I'm like Antoine. And he's like, "Oh, like I think he, his answer was something along of, of course." <laughs> or or something like that, you know, like not surprised at all. <laughs> mm. So you have a you have a bit of a reputation there, Anton. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that reputation. <laughs> Whereas I get to be the the cutthroat, uh, <laughs> brutal player in the group. Yeah, or something, something. You're the guy that doesn't play a game, then goes to a tournament and win it. You've done that with Kill Team. You've now done that with Guild Ball. More than once, I think you won one of the Tekka World, too. Uh, yeah. Um, but, okay. Let's keep in mind, these are not, there's not giant tournaments either. I'm not going and no, wrecking no, no. the meta or anything, so. S- still. Before you build me up into something I'm not. Well, you wrecked an outside, uh, out of town meta. Like you won a local one and uh, out of province one. You are a tournament machine. <laughs> right. Well, my uh, my standings on Longshanks won't uh, agree with that statement. <laughs> but it's okay. I-, I think I've like won seven, lost eleven on Longshanks. Oh, that's good. I am at zero played on Longshanks. <laughs> this uh, this event wasn't actually run on Longshanks. I, I don't know oh, why no. the guy did. No, <laughs> he was using like West Coast pairings, and he had trouble because he was mucking with the 
the pairings manually for some reason. And probably used to running probably uh, maybe uh, War Machine events or something like yep. that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway. About to say, yeah, that the guys had a good laugh when I told them that you know you played halflings. And I did well. Of course you did. You're Antoine. <laughs> You laugh at me for uh, going out and, you know, wrecking uh, tournaments or whatever, but oh, you're, I wreck, you're the king of, like... I wreck people. I never play in events. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do they after playing you. You can't make me go. People secretly check to see if you're going to be at events before they sign up. Mm-hmm. Don't want to face Antoine. Oh, I'm good. never at events, so... I don't. More's the pity. Yeah, it's not that like I, I don't want to. I would like to, but it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah I, I, I have to say, I might go to more events if you were at them. Just saying. Oh, you'll have to. I have to drive with you or something like that anyway. <laughs> uh, yes, that's also true. Uh, oh, you're, you're a lot of fun. You get to my kind of mentality, so yeah, that's why we get along so well. Oh, we're at eighty something episodes plus the news, so I think we tolerate each other. Uh, yeah, that's at least that's the impression I like to give. Um, we're over two hundred episodes, you know. Yeah, when when you look all uh, all types together, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this what five years? Uh, yes, it's five year this year. We started recording when I moved here, and we've been in this house for five years, so... No, we recorded in your old house, didn't we? Nope. Uh, we started recording the year I moved. You're right. We started planning it <laughs> before my move. Yeah, we talked about it several times. Yeah. And then we decided to go to Gen Con, and I decided that we were going to do a podcast when we got back from Gen Con. I think we may have done one before we left, even. Uh, I think we did a, a one just before, and then we left for Gen Con. But and we moved here, I think, in June, so that was just before June or July. I, I don't remember the dates exactly, but yeah, the first episode might have been at the old house. I don't remember. I don't. You know what? The more I think about it, I think it was at your new place. Mm-hmm. I think we recorded from your painting, uh, your hobby, hobby room or workshop. That's right. That's the word I'm looking for. Workshop. <laughs> like atelier. Like what is that in English? <laughs> oh, nostalgia. Other stuff you've worked on? Um, not much. Nothing comes to mind. Well, that's that's about it. How about you? What you up to? Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of random stuff. Uh, right now, well, while uh, we started recording, I was finishing to sculpt one of the uh, accessories for my Terrain project. I think I talked about the project, or planning the project when we did the last recording, and since then, since then uh, I have almost finished it. <laughs> so I'm doing a Kazani house for uh, an Anya, it's a it's that a touring challenge a bit like uh, the uh, what's the 
Iron Painter. Iron Painter. That the weird runs. It's the same kind of thing, so. I, I'm so glad I speak Antoine. <laughs> I was trying to find the, the name. <laughs> I know we've made, we've talked about it in the past, maybe outside of the recording, and I, I couldn't remember it. And I think you came, you came up with it that time too. So. Yeah, Iron Painter. So, uh, we are paired against other, uh, hobbyists. Each pair gets a team, and there will be a panel of judge that, well, there is a panel of judge that will be judging each pairing, and the winner of each pairing advance to the next month until there is only one. Highlander so, mode. Yeah. But I hope the guy that's uh, paired against you this month uh, brings his A game. I've started to, uh, I just saw today some uh, work in progress picks, and uh, it's a cool cool thing he's working on. He's working on a blacksmith shop, like old uh, medieval blacksmith shop. Mm-hmm. So it was not far advanced, but uh, you still have uh, four or five days to work on, and with the weekend, you might be able to, I, I think you just started late, but yeah. Is having uh, good progress. Uh, and on my side, I'm away for the weekend, so it needs to be done before. And uh, the uh, the deadline is uh, Sunday evening. So uh, I'm losing a couple of days there. Do you think you're going to make it? Oh, it's not Sunday evening. It's Saturday evening. So I'm only losing about a day and a half. Yeah, I'm going to make it. Like Right now, the building itself is done. The base is done. So I'm working on accessories to spruce it up. So if I don't finish the accessories, I just don't put them on the base. And the building works on its own. It, it may be a bit lacking some uh, some spice that I hope the details will add. But even without it, it works. So, so I just need to finish it and do a good photo shoot. Okay. Do you have to paint the building for the competition? Yeah, yeah. It's a fully done uh, terrain project. It's not a okay. sculpting project. Okay. No, I'm just making sure. Yeah. And uh, how's have you started painting yours? Is it? Mine is all painted. The the building oh. is fully fully done. Uh, I might just add some, like, further withering or maybe some uh, painted markings on it. But that's about it. He's uh, all done. And the base is done, too. I uh, Well, the base was done. I, I just started adding some stuff to it, so I'll need to repaint those. And I want, like, the I added uh, rocks and different uh, grits of sand on the base, but that's all painted. But now I'm adding uh, further details like flowers and uh, dirt and maybe some some moss and stuff like that just to spruce it up. But that by itself, the base work and the building work. So I could have called it done. Look at you. Yeah. But I'm happy with the... Like, I've been tying with what detail to add, and I couldn't find an idea that worked. And I think yesterday or the day before, I was browsing online and looking for like historical banners, historical uh, uh, standards, historical 
banner poles or markings and stuff like that. And uh, I stumbled against uh, a marking, I think, for uh, maybe Polynesian shield with the cross, uh, crossed spears behind, something like that. And I remember that the Kazanis have uh, specific shields in this universe. So I looked back at the pictures for the miniatures. And yeah, they have a nice kind of a scale shield. It looks like a, a giant dragon scale, maybe, with uh, padded borders. So uh, that's what I was sculpting. I was finishing the border on that shield. And I've... Uh, dig through bits and uh, balsas and stuff like that. So I've made like a walking stick with feathers. I've made a giant pole with the attached spears to which I will add the shield when it's done. The shield will be painted with markings on it. I also did uh, a small uh, like uh, luggage roll that will go with the walking stick on the side of the door. And I sculpted a, a couple kind of cactuses slash succulents to put on the bases too. So lots of tiny stuff to add to it to break the uh, the roundness of the building because the building is kind of a just spheres glued together. I, I wanted yeah. something really uh, organic looking. Organic looking and kind of strangey so the building looks very whimsical, right? Which is kind of what you yeah. were going for, I think. Yeah, I was going for that, but sadly, adding anything to it kind of breaks the look. So it's a bit under-detailed by itself. So that's why I'm uh, spicing it up with the, uh, uh, with the base. I... All about I, the base. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it will do well in the competition. Not because of lack of work on it, but just because it might be a bit too simple. We'll see. But I didn't want to do just a generic medieval building. And like I could have done that and worked a ton of on shingles and balsa and structures and stuff like that. But uh, I wanted to work on those kinds of needs building for a while. I did some sketches months ago. So it was a, a good fit for the team, which was a village building so it was generic enough that this fits into it too hopefully it does well so I've worked on that I worked a bit on a fillet a gilball model just just a tiny bit uh, I, she's base coated and I started to do some urban bases for Pop City for my civilians and uh, my non-arc models well, that reminds me, I gotta... Well, this is totally not working. You know when you have the color you want, but it's it's not within easy reach, so you try using other colors and they don't mm -hmm. actually... Yep. That's uh, where I'm at. Um, I just want to state that it's not just that I'm lazy. I'm lazy, but that's not the only reason. It's that uh, going upstairs to the second floor kills my poor knees. So uh, that's why I didn't go get the stuff. <laughs> And I'm now paying the price. This is looking horrible. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I've done other stuff. I've been casting the gold tokens that we did for the oh, Gilball yeah. Nationals. 
Mm-hmm. I've been doing a second batch for uh, AttackX, the Guild Ball Tournament at AttackX in uh, British Columbia. And, and for your co-host that doesn't have one yet, right? Because yep, because was yeah. sacrificed to the uh, for the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had problem with Risen, but uh, luckily I was able to uh, chat on some Facebook group with other casters, and uh, they were able to. F- Pinpoint the exact problem I had, and uh, I've after destroying I think a couple of molds, maybe more than that. I think I destroyed four molds. How? Yeah. So right now I'm running under. I'm doing the 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 thing still to uh, help out the the guy, but uh, I that's out of pocket now. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect to go through that many molds <laughs> doing it. What was the problem? I underestimated uh, the amount of steering you had to do for those um, for the the risen one of the two the two part really separates a lot and in the past I've been using the small samplers from Smoothang and they're okay. they fit in the hand they're small like. 12 ounce, 20 ounces bottles. Not big. And they mix easily. But uh, the last time I bought resin, I knew I had a lot planned to do. And I bought the uh, the gallon unit. Uh. And they are a lot bigger. And I still brasse. Uh, like, I didn't steer. Mix. I mix them, shake them. But it seems like I didn't shake enough. And when you do that, and I, when I cast, I pour, uh, I was pouring it in the smaller containers because I do really small casting runs. So I don't have to prepare a ton of resin each time. And what I poured into my smaller container was not properly mixed the, uh, of the A part. So I add more of the, um, right. I see where you're going with this. Well, more of one of the chemical. Yeah. So when I was mixing, it made the resin a bit slimy, but also super brittle, and it was fusing with the silicone. Like when you do casting resin casting in silicone, eventually the the resin seeps into the mold and makes it harder. But it was not just doing that; it was really fusing with it. And when I was trying to remove the cast, it was tearing silicone's chunk out of the mold and making it uh, unusable. So uh, I've been like, if I had gone too far into doing pour casting, it would have been really bad. But luckily, I was able to pour back my small containers into the big one, remix. And I had not uh, destroyed the uh, the ratio yeah. enough to make it unusable. So uh, uh, starting this morning, I, I was able to do a good casting. And I didn't have uh, more problem since. So I've been, I done two or three casts today and they've all been great and no problem. So now I know that I need to mix a lot more. <laughs> Well, Attack X, that's run by the Party File guys, I think. Uh, no, that uh, that's Attack Expo. Uh, that, that's Fan Expo. 
Antakix no. is in, in British Columbia. Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of... Um, yes, Attack X is British Columbia. No, I'm thinking of... What is it? Well, they, it's they do... Fan Expo is the anime thing in Toronto. It's not that. Yeah, but they do a uh, War Machine tournament there. Yeah, but... The Party Fall guys. That could be, but that's not what I was thinking of. But they do other events, too, so I'm not sure which one you were t- thinking of. Yeah, but the uh, Attack X tournament is run by the guy, one of the guy who ran uh, last West year Nationals? West uh, Western Nationals. It was a guy that uh, contacted me last year, and we did the uh, the ball token <coughs> together. So he, when he, he was not doing the Western National this year, but he still asked if he could use the uh, the gold token for the other tournament he was running, as a it kind of fits with the, his team anyway. And after checking with the rest of the Nationals uh, organizer, they had no problem. As long as it's a Canadian event, it fits. So, uh, I'm doing more now, and hopefully I'll be able to cast enough uh, in time for it, now that I have corrected my problems. What's your deadline? Uh, like early next week. I was hoping to have them finish this week and ship by the end of the week. But uh, with my bolds problem, uh, it uh, added more delays than I thought I would have. By now, I should have been uh, done. But uh, I have a third of the cast done now. That that works. So another three or four days of casting, depending if I work for a moment, I can do it in my breaks or not. Yeah. And uh, we do have uh, Monday off, so I, I might be able to finish it by early next week, and that will be enough uh, to uh, ship them uh, in time for the event. TGX is the event I was thinking of. Okay. Tabletop Gaming Expo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so you knew Expo was in the name. You said Fan Expo. <laughs> yeah, Editor Expo. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it for me. A lot of uh, casting problems. That that took most of my time. And uh, the building. The building was fun to do. I look forward to doing the uh, further building that will fit with it. I bought a a bunch of uh, uh, foam ball (laughs) to be able to uh, do small shops and uh, maybe a tower. I have more sketches for those. Oh, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) You and your sketches. Um, did you get any painting done? The only painting I did was painting the building, and the tiny amount of painting I did on fillet during the Guild Ball recordings last week. But okay. still, that that's uh, like uh, eight or ten inches building that I painted, and the base that goes with it. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, no. You you got. Uh, I mean, I've painted two uh, Canada Post mailboxes. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm not going to critique you. <laughs> and maybe now, wait, wait, I think I have a recycling bin here I can paint. Yeah. I can paint a recycling bin. Exciting times. I, I want to work on Pop City, uh, really, but I'm missing bases, and I'm also not set on which faction to work on now, so... It's all on old. Oh, I did I, paint a bit more 
uh, I think I, I worked a bit on the Lawgiver for uh, Chronicles of the Warfare. Yeah, then it's. I stopped because I had to work on the other stuff, but uh, I'm pretty happy with the the way uh, the NMM is going. But I find it's lacking a bit of uh, reflections and stuff like that. But a bit of punch. Yeah. At this scale, it's probably where my skills uh, stops. I don't I I don't know enough about lights and reflections on metal and stuff like that. And even looking at samples, I, I'm not able to make it work, so I think it will be a step over what I do for my kind of uh, anime cartoony uh, NMM. Mm-hmm. But it won't be to uh, a super high level. But it does look good, so I I just need to decide if I really stop there, or if I continue. Once I have time, once the the buildings are done, and if I know if I'm out of the further months, also if I don't have terrain building to do, that's more time for painting. So. Fair enough. I cannot fault your logic. I'll know that in uh, less than a week. So by next recording, I should have the result too, because the the judging is done in the next couple of days after the targets ends. So I think by next recording, I'll know if I I'm done or not. I wish you luck. I, uh, I I'm sure you'll do well. We'll know soon enough. (laughs) If you don't, I know it's not your fault. It's just uh, poor judging or something. (laughs) Right? Isn't that the the way it works? Mm. If the people you want to win don't win, it's because the judges were... But that's how it works in sports, so I'm assuming it's how it works in everything. (laughs) The panel of judges is good. There's a... I think there are five. Uh, One of our local terrain maker is part of it. Uh, oh, that's, from yeah, the yeah. M3 studio there's also Mel Leblanc from the Terrain Tutor is part of it and uh, the guy from Rogue Sculpts who does terrain and uh, 3D printing commissioning so there, there's a, a good panel of judge well, that's cool yeah I look forward m- mainly not to knowing if I win but just uh, to the, the comments <coughs> Yeah, I um, I like constructive comments. It's it's always nice to know what where people think you can improve or what they liked about what you did. And sadly, I find a a lot of comments in a lot of places are not that constructive. So. <laughs> yeah, I might be a bit jaded. So enough about Abby. Have you played uh, anything? Uh, There's a tournament for sure. I'll yeah, tell that. and, and uh, I played some, uh, well, I played some practice games at Guild Ball uh, with you, with uh, Dan Arsenault. Uh, actually, it's funny, this weekend I was talking to him about how he's the only Daniel I never called Dan, except I've been doing it all podcasts by accident. <laughs> um, and he he doesn't like being called Dan, so, so Daniel Arsenault. Uh, and I think I, I played a couple games with Steve. 
Yeah, just just some Guild Ball, just some casual stuff there. Uh, you know, I, I lost all those, so it makes perfect sense that I go to a tournament and win. Um, <laughs> it does. I think I lost every single game on the clock. Though I think your game it would have been a, a murder murder spree if I hadn't lost on the clock. Well, it was going to end in that turn, either by you doing a lucky goal or me murdering a couple more players. So. Oh, was I close enough to win with a goal? I, I didn't. I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had eight points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not that I, far, and the barrel was on the side of one of your gold ball players. So. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it was just a bit too far, so you, you had to survive maybe a turn, but then you would have been able to uh, to win. And surviving a turn against uh, you and your team is not as easy as it sounds. So. Mm-hmm. Because you're a you're a monster. <laughs> sure. I mean, you're not the uh, Daniel the Butcher Arsenal, but uh, <laughs> it's you're a good thing playing the butchers, butchers Bergeron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he played butchers, uh, it would be terrible. My children would weep openly when I tell them I was going to go play him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's uh. That's funny, because he used to play Morticians. And, you know, sometimes changing the team can make all the difference, right? Because certain mm-hmm. teams' play styles may not may not mesh well with you. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> changing teams was probably uh, the best choice uh, Daniel ever made in his guild ball career. Yeah, his blacksmiths uh, fits better with him now. <laughs> or either they fit better for him, or he just, just clicks better. Because um, he's... Uh, He's mean with them. And it's out of place because he's such a nice guy. You never see it coming. <laughs> How about you? Any games? Uh, well, we played a game of Guild Ball together. Uh, I played a game with Steve the week before that. So that's almost a month ago. I, I I wanted to I painted Kerbilly that week, so I wanted to try him. So I played the. I seem to recall that went well. Hey, it went well. Three three goal. So I finally have my three goal team. That uh, was a post nerf Kerbilly too, wasn't it? Yes. Well, but post nerf Kerbilly is still a good Kerbilly. It's just not an amazing Kerbilly. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I, I had three goals with three different players, so that's perfect. You get some variety in there. That's always nice. Yep, yep. It was fun. It was fun playing uh, mainly ball. Uh, I do have two big players. I have a uh, brick and granite. So I'm looking forward to maybe getting uh, what's her name, veteran. Set harmony. No, not veteran no. harmony because I have the basic harmony. Uh, the other one with the veteran, the one that was a murder machine in uh, our regular variant. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, their second veteran, the the one from the fateful boxes, I think so. Uh, no, fateful were the uh, old. Uh, the first, the forsaken. The well, whatever that other box was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever that or uh, champ. Oh yeah, because she she fits the ball playing style. She doesn't have that much synergy, I find, with Corbilly and Flint. 
because she provides stuff that they have. But I think she fits the style anyway. So better than having two big uh, And she seems tanks. like a nice model, too. The models really seems nice, so I'm really looking forward to getting her. And you're expecting her soon, are you not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as part of the media program, they are sending in, uh, samples. So I will be putting a hold on anything else I'm painting, like I did for Lane, and try to finish her fast once I we get it. Shoot, I was supposed to take models of, uh, take models, take pictures of what's his face. Yes, uh, Knuckles. So that we can publish them. <laughs> oh god. Don't judge me, people. <laughs> not the best looking guild model you'll ever see. I guarantee you that. Not, not my version of them, anyway. <laughs> I've seen some great versions. <clears throat> oh yeah? With like, um, all custom tattoos, like painted Yakuza style. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like in his fluff. Yeah, I, and, I'm uh, just not a fan of the model. I think I, I find the pose flat. And oh, it, that's because it is. Yeah, I but, don't find him inspiring like some of the other um, free uh, free city draft models. And and I I understand that. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. By the first one I saw. I didn't realize it was a bubble. I thought it was just a scratch build. The first painted one I saw. Like, oh, okay. The guy did some did a scratch build to play with the model before getting it. No, no, it was a real model. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it had nothing to do with the, his paintwork on it. It just... Yeah. Uh, the model... Um, it's it's okay. The model's not bad. I think the detail level of the model's nice. Um, but I agree with you. The pose is kind of static, right? Yep. So I get where you're coming from. And I don't necessarily disagree. But in the end, it doesn't matter that much. I'm not playing uh, fish. so This is true. So speaking of playing, uh, that's the only miniature games I played. However, we did... Uh, while on vacation, we played some board game with the kids. Uh, we played more Memoir, the uh, pirate memory game. Still a blast and works with both my uh, nine and my four years old. So that that's cool. I was thinking of the uh, the kind of historical uh, World War Two game or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, okay, hardcore with the kids. No, no, no. it's a fun. It's a fun game. It's just just basic memory where you have to pair up cards. Uh, I, I, I we talked about it in, uh, in a previous episode, I think, so I won't go over it. But uh, it's really enjoyable. I should loan it to you uh, so that you can try with uh, Muriel. Well, she does like memory games. So. Mm -hmm. so yeah, and it's more than just memory, so it makes it more of a game. So. Uh, I think you would like it. Like, uh, I like it as a game and not just as a game with the kids. So that's good. The other one we got out was uh, King of Tokyo. The, it was our first time uh, playing that. And uh, Theodore really liked it. And uh, we've been playing with, uh, with Mary and other uh, friends and with Theodore again. Uh, we've played probably uh, at least an info of game of it in the past two, three weeks. So. It's it's a it. 
That's another game that's like a, a classic. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's one of the universal favorites out there. Because it always seems to come up in every board game discussion. Mm-hmm. And that's that's about it. Like I like the game, and I really like the concept of getting the uh, transformation cards or the power cards for your monster. Mm-hmm. But I I just wish there was you got more power points or you got base power points maybe to have uh, like uh, like pre-generated powers on your monsters maybe. But there are extensions. I've not looked at them, so maybe they they do play with that. I don't know. What's the other game a lot of people play? Smash Up. Smash Up is supposed to be pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. <coughs> but, Jim, we're yawning uh, all over the place. Yeah. Kingdom Tokyo was uh, at a like distributor sale. We, we we got a bunch of games for the kids at that sale. Like the the game was ten bucks or something like that. Oh wow! Brand new in box. Uh, memoir we got there too we got 8 or 9 of those games with a a bill of under 80 bucks that's a fantastic deal yep you uh, you lucked up good sir yep yep and, and there were a uh, far heavier game there too earlier in the morning we went late afternoon and they were out a lot of stuff but I know they had like Terra Mystica for 15-20 bucks uh, not Terra Mystica Terra Terraforming Mars. Like some pretty big and heavy games, and yeah. they were uh, amazing prices, depending on when you went in the day. So. Uh, I registered to their uh, Facebook page, and I'll be following it for next year. That's pretty cool. That's one of the local distributors that was doing that? Yep. It's their uh, clearance sale yearly. They do it yearly, so... Universal or something? No, it was... Uh, I don't remember the exact name, but it's, from what I understood, it's the old Distribution Le Valet, oh, which okay. were tied to the Valet Care store. Yeah. But they, they have a distribution uh, part, and it's it changed names, or maybe changed owner, I, I don't know the backstory, but it's their yearly sale. Oh. Speaking of news in the industry, I heard that uh, Asmode bought uh, Lion Rampant today. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah. Maybe that'll actually mean improved distribution for fantasy flight products. Cause I think Asmode struggles to distribute their own goods. So That would be good for Canadian stores to have a, a better access to it. Yep. And for us, like uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol will be distributed to Asmodee. Yep. So <laughs> having access to it easily, uh, more easily, would be good. <laughs> As I look forward to that game. Right? It's so funny. I'm like the big superhero nerd, giant comic book collection. I have practically no interest in that game. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you talked, when we talked about it uh, during the last show, you. You mentioned that you had no big interest in it. Yeah. And I'm not like a big book nerd at all. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Everyone else I know seems to be like all hot in the pants for it. So I'm just defective. <laughs> maybe I'm being one of those guys who's, you know, everyone else likes it, so I have to hate it type guys. Yeah, that fits you. <laughs> yeah. Me and Yom, two peas in a pod. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I saw the opportunity, had to take it. Yeah, you had not blasted him yet, so you had to do something. Well, exactly. You know, it's uh, like Stockholm syndrome, right? It's how he knows I love him. Um, and if I don't, if I don't do it, he gets upset. So the the abuse is uh, is love. That's no, not here either. My quest for gloss varnish is failing. It's upstairs with the rest of your stuff. No, it's in the other room. What's this stuff over here? This looks like varnish. Oh, this is this is badger gloss coat. It'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. All right. Uh, so we've talked about uh, gaming stuff you did. Are you all done? Yes, I'm all stuff? done. So we had a topic. We were going to talk about. Uh, Cleaning miniatures and prepping them for painting. Um, and you know, it's a kind of a, it's not a terribly exciting topic. A lot of veteran hobbyists will feel free to fast forward at this point. But the, um, thing is, it is a topic that comes up fairly often online when you follow painting groups. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a topic where no one can really agree. Like some people are like, nah, I never clean a model. Nothing, nothing ever matters. Uh, my stuff survives anything. Uh, it's a waste of time. And other people are like, oh, no, no, I have to clean every single model, uh, you know, whether it's metal or resin or or what, everything gets cleaned. What uh, What are your feelings on that one? Do you <laughs> clean everything? Do you... why, why are you laughing? I'm lazy. So most of the that, time I don't is, wash the This models. is going to be a boring cast. No, no, no. Because I'm also lazy. But I'm super uh, detail-oriented in the cleaning of the cast. So most of the time I don't wash the models. Some resin, if it's oily, I will wash. But uh, cleaning mold lines, filling up gaps... uh, I do a ton of work on them. Like, I will have files in putty uh, and pinning on most of all of my models. That's true. You are pretty fastidious about that. You know, me too. I, uh, I'm all up. Yeah, I know. I can't, I couldn't even make it through with a straight face. I'm terrible for that. Uh, even the models where I'm like, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to clean this and it's going to be so nice. And then I prime it, and there's mold lines all over it. And I'm like, what the hell? I just spent an hour cleaning this thing. How did I miss all of this? So I think I just really suck at it. Maybe. I'm going to I'm gonna blame it on the fact that I'm as blind as a bat. <laughs> Getting worse all the time, apparently. I uh, I can't see anything anymore when I paint. It's terrible. I'm, I'm going to need either uh, one of those headgears or... Like reading glasses, take off my regular glasses, put on reading glasses or something. I don't, I don't know. I am getting old, Antoine. Mm-hmm. Old and decrepit. Yeah. Do you wash your stuff? It depends. Uh, resins, I would say 95% of the time get washed. Um, metals, almost never, unless the metal feels slick. Mm-hmm. Uh, me- plastics, I never wash. I mean, no metal. I think the only time I've washed it if is if I uh, I had to remove paint from it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely in that case too. But outside of that, I've never watched Metal. It's been few and far between. I won't lie. Though I, I, I have found. Whoops. Sorry, screwing up my model. Please, uh, please hold. I have found that if I wash a model, I get better adhesion. Even yeah, metals. I know. Uh, but I, like you, I'm far too lazy, and I get decent enough adhesion when I don't wash. That if I just slap on 25 coats of clear coat, probably fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's something like that for me too. Like, but I've had that problem though, where some paint for like flaking off. Well, I had one of my models recently where the, it didn't flick off. It came. Oh, actually, that was um, Knuckles, the fisherman player. I had mm-hmm. a like. I realized I'd missed a, a mold line, and so I went back to fix it. And I figured I'd just touch up the primer. But when I scraped the mold line, the primer came off like as a sheet. Mm. And I'd washed him first, so I, yeah. I, and that's the worst part too. The some of the only models I had where the uh, the paint was coming off was some reason I washed, so it had soaked the uh, mulberries or whatever. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it came well. But like, if we go generic, like, what should people do, like interior? When we say wash, uh, especially for resin, you should, as resin is most of the time cast with a release agent, and if it's a, not silicone, but there's release agent done for silicone mold, and those will make it painted rinse harder, so you should wash it with like warm, but not hot, water, and soap. Get deformed, right? So, yeah. and by soap we mean like dish soap, like an, a degreasing agent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because some of those models it's like they're coated in astroglide, like mm-hmm. nothing will stick to them. So it's recommended to do that. After that, depending on how you how much you want to do uh, cast cleaning, you should get uh, maybe just a pair of clippers, uh, a cutting knife, or files. And you remove most of those mold lines, or some people just leave them on. It depends what amount of work and amount of details you want to attend on your model. Uh, attend to you want to reach on your models. They always say for playing painting something for a competition, you got to be fastidious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, for gameplay, a lot of the time you can you can overlook a lot of things. Yeah, as long well, as it depends, you it depends the, on what you want event. to. Right? You're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. If you clean the giant chunks of resin hanging off the model, it usually helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, it depends on how much work you want to do. Like in my case, I usually work on the metal enough that no more seams shows. So any of the assembly seams and uh, holes, true filing and filling gaps with the putty. Yeah, you're that's uh, the more extreme. You're route. a bit of an overachiever. Yeah, yeah. I love you anyway. Mm-hmm. Some of the more recent, the, the more recent game workshop kits don't have that problem because they are getting pretty good at hiding those seams. On the They're plastics, near maybe? joints or near like a a difference in material anyway, so it doesn't show. 
And let's be honest, after all the years they've been doing it, they should be pretty good at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no excuse for some of the stuff we saw coming out of them uh, five or six years ago. Yeah. It does make for kids with tons of pieces, though. Yeah, the complexity level has shot way, way up on GW kits. I, I actually don't really enjoy GW kits more because there's too much to them. Mm-hmm. I, I've never enjoyed the assembly part. I, or the prep part. I like the painting part. Uh, this is funny. I'm not, I'm not much of a painter. Like, it, I'm an okay painter, right? I, I'm, but I'm not you or Yom. And I don't enjoy it to the point where I could spend 20 hours working on a single piece. Um, but I, but I do enjoy it far more than I enjoy the, the preparation work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the new Joby kits, I just, they, 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 they turn me off a bit. They take so much time. Well, that's just it, right? Yeah. Like, for like all the me, new Primaris Marines. I bought all these yeah. new Primaris Marines because they look so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kits just kill me. Yeah. What killed me was the... Uh, I didn't make any kiss. The, the Skittaris, yeah. There is so... And the pieces are so small, you can break them just by clipping them off. There it is by looking at them. Yeah. They are nice. Like, I don't mind assembly on an individual level. Like, if I do one model, yeah, yeah, I'm good. When you're doing squads... But doing squads kills me. But it kills me to paint squads, too, so... I think that goes with it. I just, I'm not, just not a, a squad painting guy. <laughs> just not into army painting anymore. Yeah. Though airbrush, washes, and synthol yep. priming Contrast do paints. help with that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Contrast paints. Don't forget the contrast paints. Yeah, well, when I did my guys, I didn't have contrast paints, but I glazed, so it was almost the same effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. Do you do other stuff? Like, do you pin? It depends. Um, I hate pinning more than I hate mold line scraping. So, if it's a big enough piece, I'll pin, or if it's going to be you know, depending on the pose, if there's a lot of weight on the piece, like a, if the person's got, uh, you know, one arm outstretched all by itself overhead and it's holding a giant, you know, battle axe, like, the, you know, the contact point is tiny and I know that the, the mass of the piece will just make it never stay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out the pin vise and I'll pin that. Um, if it's a, you know, a resin model with, with a hand that I have to glue on, Chances are that's not going to get pinned. It'll get glued because there's not enough weight there to really matter. Mm-hmm. So common sense prevails. Yeah. Or if the pieces are really, really thin, like, you know, infinity ankle sized or something, then I, I just don't bother pinning. I just or, accept that model's going to break yeah. and I move on. <laughs> yeah, your fairies for relics. Yeah, or Yukai for Toolball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pinned some stuff. But I think nowadays the most main part of when I pin is pinning to uh, corks for resin bases. <laughs> That's what I use my pin vise the most for. Maybe it's miniatures I've gotten better, or they're just less metal. Yeah. I think it was more of an issue with metal, right? Yeah, because of weight. Like plastic, if you're not doing conversions, you don't need to pin. Resin, most of the time you don't need because it's so light. 
but metal was banned for that. I don't think there's anything else. Uh... No, I don't think there's much less, to, much more to talk about. You know, what I want to try doing with my, uh, with the resins is using my ultrasonic cleaner. Mm-hmm. I have one that I use for um, my airbrushing for airbrushes. And I keep thinking that if I put a little bit of detergent in that and run it, it'll uh, it'll clean the resin models. You think but you always, could break the resin models? Well, that's what I'm going to say. I'm always worried that it will crack the resin as well, so I've never tried it. So you need to find some resin that you don't care about. A valid point. I don't if know you if want I have to test, I have a bunch of spare unicorns or miscasts <laughs> to see how it, how it reacts. A at bucket least. of miscasts, yeah. yeah. That could be cool. I mean, they're kind of big and chunky. They don't have a lot of, like, small pieces. No, but you could see if the, the resin by itself react or not. Fair enough. And they have smaller casts. The smaller they are, the more miscast I have, so I, I'm sure I have something you can work with. <laughs> the ballerina or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we've said the, as much as we could. Yeah, and I'm... Uh... I'm fading fast. These this new kid schedule I've got for the you know kids starting school is murderizing me because they don't seem to understand they have to get up early, which means they need to sleep better. Mm-hmm. They'd rather get up all night long, like four hours a night, and then still get up in the morning and not care and leave me to suffer. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, what do we got for news. We have a couple items for news. The first one I want to talk about, it's a model by Thunderchild's miniature. It's the Terrapila. This is a giant subterranean beast. Looks like a mix between a snake and a worm, because it has legs or ends. It's not sure. There's a thousand, there's a ton of hyzes on it. It's a giant mutated Monster Something. for a post-apocalyptic game, so <laughs> I just find it really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely got a like a retro sculpt feel. Yep, for sure. It's all uh, although the Thunder Child stuff is hand sculpted. There's no 3D print there, so the retro look is there. It's pretty cool, though. I like the detail. I like the the the, the foot ending out from the mount. <laughs> Because it's mid-eating something. Yep. So, uh, cool piece. Uh, 15 pounds. It's available right now. Uh, It doesn't come with a start card, but they're (laughs) 40 game. But if you want it just a generic monster, it doesn't matter. And if you're into that game, it will uh, be available in PDF eventually. So, you'll be able to get it anyway. So, the Terrapla by Thunderchild Miniatures. And the next thing I want to mention is something we have already talked in the past, Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels. They have relaunched on Kickstarter, uh, and they are doing better this time. They they did some change. The basic game no longer comes with minis. It's come with uh, uh, cardboard standees. Is, is that mm-hmm. But there is a variant with for the 3D version, which indeed come with the miniatures. Uh, the basic 2D version is 40 US. The other version is 70 US. Uh, 
Uh, and you get a full game in both cases. It just depends if you have the standees or the uh, plastic miniatures. So that's by your friends at Pinnacle Games. Yeah, the, the game looks so unique and so fun. Yeah. I, I, I really gotta, I really gotta find the money to back this. I think it's gonna be worth it. Even if it's just the 2D version, it should still be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's less painting to do. <laughs> it's not like we don't have ton of painting to do. <laughs> the 2D standees are colored, so. Hmm. <laughs> I have yeah. to consider this. How many so, days are left? Uh, by the time of release, there will be just over a week's left to do. The, the Kickstarter is ending on September 7th. And they are funded, as I mentioned, and they are in strategical territory right now. Yep. They're about 125% funded. And there's some cool stuff. And we might mention them just fast. They're, they're, by the time we release, they're just gonna be, uh, a couple days left. It's the, uh, Supers Unlimited Kickstarter by Kidbash Games. They are the company that is doing the development now for Pulp City, but they have their own lines of miniatures. So this is for those minis. And when you uh, back the miniatures for Super Unlimited, they do come with uh, uh, workable cards for Pulp, uh, Pulp City too. Yeah, Pulp, uh, Pulp City stack cards included. Yeah. So you can use them for other generic. They're they're I, I'm blanking on the name, but there's a generic superhero games where you can build your own heroes. So they work for that, but they work for Pop City, and the is the same guy doing the development for both. So he's is he knows what he's doing. The cards are all playtest uh, in the playtest group too for the Pop City cards, so they are playtested playtested together. So they will fit right in in the game. And there's a bunch of miniatures. They are at what? Oh, 18, something, like, something yeah. like that now, if not more. Oh yeah, it's more now. They, they've added more since last time I checked. So they are already over their funding goal. But like I said, there will just be a couple of days left when we release. The Kickstarter ends on September 1st. So if that might interest you... uh. Don't waste your time and uh, go right. Don't delay. <laughs> yeah, yep. don't delay. Sorry, I had to chuckle because we say if you're interested, don't waste your time. It doesn't mean the same thing. No, as, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was looking for my words and uh, yeah, you, you, you translated as usual. It's okay, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm here to make fun of you and translate for you. And that's it. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, Antoine, thanks for uh, coming back and doing the show with me again after our little hiatus. My pleasure. Um, it's always tons of fun. And I look forward to doing another show with you next week. Yeah. Hopefully by then we'll have a real topic. Well, <laughs> it was a topic. There was just not much to, to say it about just... it. <laughs> That's true. Technically it was a topic. We did good. We did good. I'll see you next week, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> bye, Paul. And bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth. Or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. 
You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve. And if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrave. You can listen to them at ladrave.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeky Voyage, a geek and pop culture blog that explores a variety of fandoms and many pop culture favorites from film, television, music, and various other topics with liberal doses of humor, quirky musings, and heavy fangirling thrown in. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.